Yo, what's going on on Creative Radio? I'm here with my friend Tune Day. Dude, it's good to have you on, man. Thanks Thank for you, man. thanks for coming to hang out. Yeah, thanks in for the, having me. In the non-AC warehouse. That's all right. Everyone watching this realize that we are sweating it out here. <laughs> At least they know it's not because I'm nervous. Oh, yeah, there you go. Are you nervous? <laughs> no, but I'm sweating. <laughs> but you are sweating. <laughs> and people think that you're nervous. Man, good to see you, man. You too, man. So you're in the finance space, but my biggest question when I always see you is, are you like one of four black guys in the finance space? Um, there's like probably about six or seven now. When I started, <laughs> there was four. It's funny. It's like straight to facts. No, when I started, there was three, and, and now there's seven. Yeah, your financial, like, what well, your financial wealth management, management advisor, right? You. Yeah, that actually, that title is awesome. Oh yeah. Because it kind of combined all the titles they have for us. Yeah, but you basically like super old rich dudes have billions of bucks, and you're the guy that's like, I'm gonna manage your stuff and tell you where to invest and what's smart. That would be cool and- if they had billions, because then I'd, I'd only need like one client. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, you, you take down the billions number, and yeah, that's basically what it is. And they're not always old either. Some of yeah. them are young. Dude, the young ones. Uh, <laughs> do Do you find a difference between working with young clients with money and old clients with money? Like, is there a difference? Um, yeah, I mean, there is, but I'm sure it's it's no different than anything else right. between generations. Right. So I'm sure if you were selling vacuum cleaners to 20-year-olds versus 70-year-olds, it'd be a little different. different. Yeah, so. What's it like, man? You were like, I'm sure it's like a predominantly white-dominated space, and you and six other people are doing this thing. Does that ever get, does that ever feel weird? Do you ever, is nah, it? I mean, it, it, I'll say this. No, that's the straight answer. Um I guess maybe because it's 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 been that way since I started. Right, you're There's used no, to it. Yeah. You're used to it. So, do, you, do you feel like you lose clients or get more clients because of it? Or do you feel like... Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've only been my tone, my shade this, my whole you, career. You've only been tuned in, <laughs> yeah. man. No, that's awesome, dude. I, I think that, like, for me, like, I always, uh, like, in this business, this is how I always know that I'm black. This is what people say to me. Uh, they say something like... Um, they say like, oh, so like, so what do you do at CNI? And I'd be like, and I don't ever, I don't ever yeah, drop, yeah. I don't ever drop bombs like, oh, I'm the CEO, I own yeah. this thing. Yeah, I don't ever do that. I'm always like, oh, I work there, I just yeah, like yeah. working. I, I clean the toilets, yeah, I just like, kind of scrub really, them with the toothbrush, you know, exactly. they keep me busy. And they're like, no, but like, who runs it? Who owns it? And that's when I'm like, god damn it. That's why I'm always like. Well, here's a funny true story that just happened about a week ago. I got a call from you know someone close to my network, and they said, Tunde, I, I met. A friend of mine told me they're helping this this elderly lady. She's in her early 80s. Yeah. Um, I guess she's single with no kids. And so this this friend of the friend is helping this older lady gather, you know, just get organized right. I guess, at this point in life. Right. And um, what she said is, oh, you know, in gathering all these statements and helping her out, she's finding out the lady's got a few million bucks out there. But okay. it's like, I don't know, spread out between 15 accounts. And she probably needs help, you know, consolidating and getting okay. organized. And then... <laughs> The next thing, well, we're going to have a little bit of an issue, though. And I said, what's up? She doesn't like black people. Get out. <laughs> so so that's the rare time that, yeah, yeah. I'm reminded that what did you do? it might have been easier if there's a, if, what did you do? if I was someone else. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I haven't done anything yet. I said, that's okay. Wild. I, I, I just said, okay, I'll go still speak with her. Um, the funny part was, um, she goes, well, she's got a new nurse's aide who's black and she loves her. So maybe it's that she sees kind that's of an so ornery wild. old lady that's just talking right. smack. But really, you know, she gets to know you, she doesn't care. So 
my joke was, because um, you guys have met my wife, but she's white. Yeah. So I, I joked and I said, well, this time I'll let my wife show up first to the meeting right. and then I'll come in and be the help. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll still get the business. And so. then everything will be yeah, cool. Yeah, so Do you feel, have that's you ever, the rare kind of, absolutely. but that's rare. I mean, that's probably only two to three times in I know. 19 he, years of my career that it's happened. Yeah, people ask me and they're always just like, so who owns this joint? And then I'm always like, oh man, well, like I do. And then they're, oh, oh, I didn't really. <laughs> and they're searching for like, how did, yeah, yeah, no. how did you do this, black guy? <laughs> I don't get that with my business. I get it more like when I'm stepping out of my car. It's always right. like, where did you play? I don't understand. Where, where did you play? Where did you play? All, <laughs> yeah, it's always. <laughs> okay, quick. And finally, I have gray in my in my beard, so they don't ask where as much. Where did you play? <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and Brandon, he's got a beard, and we, uh, he's uh, he's in London right now. But we were shooting in. Ohio in AIM, no, Iowa. We're in Ames, Iowa, or Boone's, Iowa. I don't know. There. You, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> my freshman year, I played basketball in a small school. In there, Iowa, dude, so. there are some, there is, that's country time. Yeah. Anyway, so we. But you know what? They're good people. They are good people. They're just not exposed. That's not all. Not exposed. But they're at all. nice people. Not exposed. So we're in Ames, <laughs> Iowa. We walk into like a whatever holiday inn, me and Brandon do, and everyone's just like, looking at us yeah a we probably like brought the popular black population up you know a whole like 20 percent by just showing up so then these guys yeah, you might have doubled it actually. yeah absolutely yeah. so then these guys come up to us at the bar and they're just like are you with the basketball and so <laughs> everyone thought we were just like nba players and just like people and most people in that town never left that town yeah it's amazing to that's me that's hilarious it's amazing to me but yeah you're always uh you are definitely always an nba player and you're tall so I'm yeah sure you yeah that that's the problem you get that a lot yeah I can't wait till I'm like 65 and people don't ask me anymore. That's hilarious. Dude, what do you think about your parent also, you know, you got you uh, you got kids, you know, what do you think about like the state of America? Like, what do you feel like the state of like where we are right now? Like what's the what's the I don't issue? know. It's it's um so I read a lot. I'm yeah. a big nerd, that's yeah. my secret. Yeah. Um so well actually it's probably not a secret, but <laughs> um so I, I and I love history. Yeah. So I kind of compare you know, where we where are we, versus where we been. I could say we're better than we were in 1865. You sure. know, when we just finished the Civil War. Absolutely. We're so better you know, than that. we're not in the worst place, and we're better than we were in the middle of World War II or the Great Depression. So sure. I think a lot of things are relative. Um, I don't think the fact that we're here should shock anyone based on demographic Absolutely. changes over the Absolutely. last 30, 40 years. But right. um, I would say probably thank God for maybe the internet that a lot of these battles are going on on Twitter and Facebook and not, you know, like it was in the 60s on right. the streets, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. people aren't, uh, I, I know some people have gotten hurt, so I'm not going to say that, but um, there's not more physical kind of right. confrontations than there otherwise could have been had maybe the internet not placated <laughs> right. some of these. So you the think anger. the internet has helped in that well, way? Well, I wouldn't say it's helped. I right. think this definitely has some problems. <laughs> right, um, right, right. And maybe the idea of totally unregulated speech um, has its downside. I think it that does, might be, yeah. I think, and this might be, you know, Martin Luther, one could say, was an offshoot of the printing press, right? Yeah. The first challenge to the Catholic Church's dominance um, by the ability to um, reprint things at a much quicker pace than maybe scribes could have done prior right. uh, to that period of time. And I think, you know, the internet is, and, and maybe social media might be the first time since the advent of the printing press that, um, the ability to share information immediately without any kind of filter right. has happened in has human ha society. Absolutely. And the first time that it can whip around the world literally in a second. Because, I mean, even the printing press, 
I'm sure in the 1400s uh, or uh, whatever, someone had to print a few copies. And you got on a horse, and, yeah, yeah. Spent a couple of weeks Absolutely. riding out to other countries, so and news was delivered. Yeah, and so now it's just I don't know. It's like when speed. I when I think about that, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like for example, like when I see like the media and on one side of things, it's like, hey, we gotta we want to tell people like what's actually happening so everyone's aware. The other side of it is like ratings and who's watching, yeah. and I want you to watch Channel Seven, not Channel Nine, to report on this thing. Then it gets a little dicey because yeah. I feel like if you're talking about all these mass shootings that are happening, it gets to a point not not necessarily that you're glorifying it, but like, why do I need to know? Like that shooting that happened in Vegas. Like, why do I in Florida need to know? Tell the authorities in Vegas. You guys lock it down. Do we really need to know? Like, yeah. what benefit is it from me knowing? And I think. If you saw all these other shooters that are ha they're getting inspired by all this press that they're getting, and um, and if you eliminate that, like yeah, it, I mean, I don't disagree. I think it's there's a fine line with all of it, right? Uh, because there's a fine line with what information the general public should be Absolutely. aware of, and what we shouldn't, I, and what we shouldn't. Um, I think there's because you're right. I mean, do we need to know of every single negative thing yeah, that ever happens? Maybe no, not. maybe not. Probably why we've got such a high rate of oppression <laughs> right, uh, right. in this country, but. Also, do we need to know that things are happening? Yes. yes so right, I don't know where that right. line is. Um, I agree with you that I, right. I, I'm glad they've stopped doing it as much, I think. But I, I used to think that by kind of glorifying it. And Absolutely. Just by saying it. it that it inspires other yeah. people to think this might yeah. be my way to get my 15 Absol minutes of fame. So Absolutely. I don't know where that balance is. And I think you're right that the this whole last 15 to 20 years of Internet and all that has shown that there's a lot of positive Right. That can happen, but there's also some negative. Why do you think it is always one race that does these mass shootings? Why is it always white kids um, or white people? I don't, no, no, not even that. Why is it always white men that are doing these? Why, why is it always that demographic? I'll challenge you a bit because um, back in, what was it, right after 9-11 with the... Um, the D.C. sniper. Yeah, the D.C. sniper. He was black. Yep, and the kid... Um, the San Bernardino shooters, you know, apparently were inspired by ISIS. They sure. were Muslim or Palestinian sure. descent. So I think probably it's got something to do with our country um, being majority white and maybe how um, certain kids in that culture deal with things right. like stress or whatever it is. But, but if I you think, put the numbers and the polls together, your DC sniper and the San Bernardino no, I get it. towards your white kids. Like, no, I get it. What, but I, what is I guess that? I'm, I've, I've taken my thought process to a higher level that we could also sit here and look at, you know, Rwanda in the 90s sure. and 900,000 people got killed yeah. in three months and that was all black on black uh, in Africa. So I guess my bigger thing is or, you know, you can point to the Holocaust and millions Absolutely. of people getting Absolutely. killed by white Germans. So the idea is just that, you know, people do shitty things to people. Um, unfortunately, we are in the era where I guess the, the majority of, of these killings in the United States that are happening this way are done by young right. white men. Right. But um, I think it's just, you know, uh, I guess it, it's more of my cynicism on humanity. Right. That um, with all the history and everything we've seen, we still what do you don't seem to get out of our own way when it comes to this stuff. What do you think prevents that, man? Like, if you literally say you're white, you're raising a white kid, like, what do you do? Like, what, what do you really think, like, triggers that? Do you feel like... I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I think there's... Because there's one thing I can understand. Um, I can understand revenge. I get yeah. that. You did something to me. I want to get you. I don't understand. You did something to me. I want to get all those innocent people. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's definitely something in the, over the last 20 years or so that has changed in the way people deal with shit, you know, right. just stuff out there. Right. Um, and I, I don't want to definitely only blame mental health because I think that's a cop out. Yeah, it um, is. It, and you know, video games and, and all video stuff. games and sure, all that. Sure. But I would say that for the younger 
kids that, at least the stories I've heard through the news and all that, that have done these things. And when I say younger, I mean probably those under 30. Right. Um, not the guy in, I think the no. guy was 52 in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he might have had a different, a different motive and whatever it is. But most of the kids that seem to be high school age or the young 20s seem to have been on some sort of medication at some right. point uh, for extended periods of time. Right. Um, and I've dealt with things in my own family, unfortunately, like suicide right. um, with family member that was on antidepressants. And what right. we don't know is, you know, did that family member maybe get off them for a right. couple of weeks right. did, before taking their life? And, you did know, they, and no one will know that. Correct. And my point is, is that we don't know if someone was on Adderall or Ritalin from, let's say, 10 years old. Right. While the brain is still forming. Right. And then all of a sudden, 18, 19, the prescription has changed or they decide right. to get off it. Right. And, what that does to the mind. And what's interesting is we all are exposed to some of these risks just visually and through the television because every time I see a pharmaceutical commercial, primarily for like antidepressants, not, right. not the trulicities and the stuff for diabetes, right, right, but right, 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 right. the ones for antidepressants, 100% of them, when they do that real fast, these yeah, are all the risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all say risk of suicide. Absolutely. Risk of this, risk of... So obviously some of these drugs, if either misdiagnosed or if... Or if the patient's brain chemistry is not in line with sure. whatever that prescription is, uh, may lead to psychosis, violence. Right. And so when I, I'm not blaming that by itself. I'm just saying it that- It could be something to look at. Correct. It seems like the younger folks that do this right. have those issues. Because <laughs> I'll say this, because we grew up in the same town in D.C. Right. And I remember- because I'm, I'm a little older than you, you know, the 80s were pretty messed up in D.C. Right. I mean, it was murder Absolutely. capital of the nation. And Marion for a Barry, couple, yeah, yeah. couple years in a row- we led the nation in murder per capita. And so part of my thought process over the last few years has been, you know, those of us in those communities know that, you know, high schools getting shot up is not something new in America, unfortunately. Right. Um, I remember- um, It's just a different weapon now. Well, it's, I remember when I was in middle school, there was a big deal, you know, kids running from the, the high school area, it was Blair High School at the time. And um, because apparently it was some, Something happened and yeah. some kids came by with an AK-47 and started shooting up right. the school. But what I noticed the difference is that was gang beef. Right. And when they shot up the school, they basically did it to scare the other rival gang. The rival Meaning gang. they right. took the gun out and just shot at the ground. Right. Kind of to make a point and then right. they drove away. Right. So that's what I was, you know, so I was thinking about this stuff a few months ago, watching the news after one of these shootings. That's what I was like, damn, that's the big difference. That's the biggest difference. Kids, kids did that is not right, but they kind of did it to kind of make a scare to someone they had beef right. with. To your point, now kids are saying, I'm upset about this. I'm just going to go I'm into school. Go I'm going to kill as many people as I can. Man. And it's so, a, and I, to me, I think a one, I, I think farm is a part of it. I, I think like when you think about drugs and what people are on, and I think that plays a part of it. Cause a part, a part of me is like when you and I went to school when we were kids and we didn't have a lunch, they gave you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Now that's, I mean, peanut allergies to me, it's weird. Like now that was like the standard. Yeah. And now people can like die from that peanut butter smell, that allergy, just from the smell of it. So things have changed there with drugs and our chemistry. Uh, but then also I think technology has played a big part of it as, as well. Like from a standpoint of like, technology has kind of taught this younger generation, especially millennials and whatever Gen Z that's coming after them to almost not be confrontational. 
Like there's, agree with there's that. no yeah. talking. It's, I see that with every, my older kids. Everything's texting. I, it's the inability I to do this. I don't want to do You're this. Right. Like Correct. it's almost all of my staff. They will always the, the younger ones. They'll always want to text you before. Yeah. You're like, yo, just call me, and they'll be yeah. like, da da da. You know, like yo, like like bring the 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 actual human connection here. Yeah. And there's stuff that's solved there that I think that is like missed when you're doing this. Um, and, uh, cause you can easily dismiss a thought, a feeling or whatever. And you don't know how those feelings, you know, uh, how they grow yeah. or what they grow into. And then you throw on antidepressants in the mix and then you kind of feel, it's very easy to believe your own, no, I, your I agree. own and I think mind. It's funny cause I'm very disciplined with my social media. I don't, I, I only check my Facebook account on weekends right? cause I just don't really want to even spend right. more, even much more there. time than I need to. Um, but I think that if you, and I, and I look back now and think how fortunate I am to, to have not grown grow up, up without yeah, that, because I can't that, imagine the peer pressure of being, you know, just 13, having 14, 15 and all this stuff going on on social everywhere. media. And I thought of that last year too, where I think at least I heard of on the news about three where a kid younger than 10 years old committed suicide. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that's when I realized, Some, again, to your point about this gun stuff, it's not just, or not just guns, but the shootings. Yeah. It's not one thing. It's not guns. It's not pharma. It's not mental health. It's, it's like if you put all this stuff right. in our society into a soup along, uh, like, and stir it up right. along with social media and the right. internet, it kind of creates this toxic environment, I think, for the young mind. That's I, a really good point, I, the I, toxic environment. And, and I thought about that with the little kids because I thought, no, I mean, we've had people in societies forever killing each other, right? Yes. I've never heard of any society currently in history, race, culture, religion, where children under 10 commit suicide. Right. I mean, that's the golden part of life right. where we're all innocent and everything's fun. Right. So, and th that was a difference. I totally agree. That was a difference to me too when Sandy Hook happened. When they shot up the elementary school, it was like, oh man, that used to be off limits. Like, yeah, we've, yeah. Crossed, we've crossed some line now where that's like, different well i mean that's i mean that kid obviously did have mental issues yeah. but um i think that was terrible and sad my my um disappointment was i mean the shooting was obviously disappointing but the kid was crazy right. um so that's not an excuse but that's a, just a fact my disappointment was the the reaction after the reaction man which was like everything else over the last decade so predictable and what you just knew one side was going to fall right, and right, one, right, one right, side right, the other right, way right. we're going to hear the same thing so that's do you, the do you, what's the point like what's the argument there because i like i understand people that want what's the actual argument i understand people that want guns but, and a, I, I own and a wealth I, management company you're asking me about stuff that, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not way over my answer the questions too, <laughs> yeah. but no i feel like people are just kind of like i don't know man like hey i think there, I think background checks, I think checks to be able to do anything dangerous are a good thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I've thought about it too, especially since the um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, because right. that's in our backyard technically. Yeah, I mean, man. Coral Springs is yeah. 20, 20 minutes away. I've had, fortunately, one of my good buddies, his kids um, had good friends that were lost um, because God. they attended the school. So kind of, you know, it hits close to home when, yeah. when you know people. When you that know people, you're like, really oh, this is a real and, thing. I have several friends who have kids that have gone to that school. I mean, this is our right. backyard. So got me thinking a little deeper. And, um, you know, it's, it's I, I don't know. It's, it's amazing that um, we're here. I thought about it, like, think about 30 years ago in 1989. Had, had someone gone on TV to Americans and said, hey, in 30 years, there's just going to be you know, more mass shootings in, right. uh, in a year then than it, there are days, you know, right, like there's right. more than 365 mass right. shootings and a mass shooting is qualified as this. Yeah. And 
I'm sure most of them are like, you're, you're crazy. Right? You're no crazy. way. Yeah. Right. So it also shows me how incrementally we're the progression can is going. Correct. Move. And then it's weird to me too. If you see those numbers, right? Somebody's just got to be saying, "Look, I don't care who's to blame, but like we got to change this." Well, I right? know, and and I think that's your point about whether it's background checks or whatever. I mean, that's where to me it's just sad watching it from the outside. Yeah. This whole argument of what do we do here? I don't know what we do. Like, who cares? But I think I think everyone's got to give a little. Yeah. You know, like look, yeah, should the NRA. Maybe say we don't need bump stocks and hundred yeah. round magazines. Sure. Probably should should people that hate guns acknowledge that we have a Second Amendment and we've always had guns in this country. Probably always will. Sure. Yeah, and just find a way to kind of come yeah. to the middle. Because I'm not. But, I'm, I I don't I don't fall on the hey get rid of every gun in the world. Yeah, me either. I just feel and, like if you have this assault rifle that maybe you shouldn't have it. And yeah, if, and I, and I think because I've thought about it too. I mean, look. There's been guns in this country since its founding. Absolutely. And, you know, whether it was muskets, whether it was single shot repeaters, whether sure. it was even assault rifles, something's happened in this last 20 years right. that has made this Risk. exponentially worse. Absolutely. Because, again, when we were kids in the 80s, I thought about that the other day. I was like, man, I remember hearing about Tech Nines and yeah, Uzis. Uzis. Yeah, right? Uzis were I the mean, gun. But Uzi. those were on the street. Yeah, Uzis and, were the gun. And so it's, it's not like we didn't have, you know, assault-style weapons, machine guns. It's, I don't know what the answer, but for some reason in the last yeah. 20, 15, 20 years, people just decide to start using them kind of I indiscriminately in a way they didn't use them. There's something that connects like gangs and, uh, and people using Uzis and stuff that wasn't getting news or attention. Like stuff is happening in Chicago. People don't even talk about well, it. Well, I think this, well, this, I got an issue with this whole Chicago thing because if we pull out our phones right now and we look, we just type in most dangerous cities in America. Right. Uh, Chicago falls within 20 to 25. Right. Uh, 20 to 25. Uh, you know, most dangerous cities. Our hometown is the number 11. Mm -hmm. uh, the f most dangerous city is St. Louis, followed up, I think, by wow. Memphis. So my point is, is that, it's, you know, it's, Chicago it's, is just it's, a stereotype. It's newsworthy, though. That's my point. Well, I'm just saying because there was a certain president that was from Chicago. I'm pretty sure a lot of people you yeah. know, use it as a whipping boy in Absolutely. a sense. Um, and, um, but that's, you know, but it's, that's the it's, point. It's like the media yeah. controls that narrative, Correct. man. I'll ask, I'll ask you this, though. Where, where do you feel like it's going? Like you've seen from the 80s to now. I don't know. Where do you feel it's, like it's going? Um, I mean, we can go various directions, right? This could be the inflection point over the next few years. And, you know, we, the society decides it doesn't like this and it kind of peels things back. And, right. you know, we get an assault weapons ban. We start figuring this stuff out with the pharmaceutical right. drugs. And we start figuring out how to deal with young people, too. Right. I mean, I think part of the journey that we're going through, uh, just back to the technology piece, because I've thought of this, too, is that we might be at that point almost of the singularity where technology is finally hit the point of exponential growth yeah. that is faster than our human biology, like Absolutely. the evolution of Absolutely. our brain can go. That thing can move, so, it can move, right. And, and I've thought about this, just having kids that are in school, you know, I, I drive, you know, by my house or by my neighborhood at, at 3 p.m. and I see all these lines of cars because the elementary school is a right. couple miles from my right. house and everybody's got, you know, their, their car on, mm -hmm. burning gas, doing mm -hmm. nothing with the AC on, windows mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not working. They're right. sitting there for an hour in the right. middle of the work. Waiting. They're trying to pick up the kid waiting. And I thought, wow, we have such an inefficient system. We have a 19th to maybe early 20th century school system yeah. when Americans were 80% agrarian and right. you needed your kids home before sundown to help you with the farm, you know, and all that, right. which was necessary back then. Absolutely. And we haven't evolved to that now 90% of Americans are in a nine to five situation and right. maybe it would be better to have kids get off of school at four or five 
maybe they finish their studies at three, but then just, you know, have some after school stuff, right. recreation activities, and parents can pick them up after school. It's just, inher- um, yeah, it's inherent that there's some stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so my, my reason I get off in that tangent is that we, we need to now um, elevate the level of education starting from young kids of how to deal with technology, how to deal with social media, how right. to deal with the media. Because to your point about right. watching the news and all that, people don't really understand what facts are anymore. Um, people just, don't. Just your thing about Chicago alone. Yeah, Everyone yeah. would tell you Chicago is one of the most dangerous places ever. And you're like, no one would be like, oh, well, it's and I think on the part list. of it is because, and the sad part is, remember, information is is the greatest weapon. Right. Um, I think that, um, you know, if, if if you talk to anyone that's been in an intelligence service, um, you know, psycholo- psychological warfare is the, the the best way to go about it. Um, and so, you know, if you can avoid a physical war and win right. just through the mind, right. then, you know, it's a lot easier. Sure. So if you think about it, and then you said something earlier that, that, that reminds me of this, you know, the news, you know, most news corporations that we deal with, I'm not talking about, you know, small local publication newspapers, right. but right. I'm talking about the cable news, the right. three big cable Absolutely. news that everyone deals with, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, right. um, the big print newspapers. Post, most of them times. are owned by publicly traded companies. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, the master is not the citizens of America or, right. or the news reader per se. The master is the analysts on Wall Street and shareholders that every three months need to be Absol- satisfied. Absolutely. And how do you satisfy them by selling you, more ads? And cover the topics they want to cover. Correct. Well, it's, it's more of selling more ads and, by getting more eyeballs and, and clicks. More, and more ratings. By, by how do you do that is shock value. Absolutely. I mean, one thing a lot of people don't realize is if just when I say this to the listeners, Put on any cable news show at any time of the day. Look at the crawl. Look at the Chiron. Look Absolutely. at the colors they use. They use reds on purpose. And, yeah. They use blues on purpose when they, they want to because it's all about right. getting they, your mind to stop and be a deer the, in the headlights. The, the news is like movie trailers Correct. for life. They're yeah. trying to show you the 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 they would danger in blah you know they want it to sound yeah. hip. They come and, up with little phrases for all of them. You know. So yeah, and so and and you know. I want to be careful the way I say this because not to get into the politics per se, but I think it's like culminated in the fact that we have a reality star as president. Right. Um, And I don't say that as a disrespect that an entertainer shouldn't be also able to lead a country. Sure. I just mean that, you know, it's, it's, he became popular through entertainment. Right. And that's where the country got comfortable. So it gave him a platform to become a a president. Right. Um, I don't know if that's ever been doable because people have said, yeah, Ronald Reagan was an actor and all that, but Ronald Reagan was uh, governor of the largest state in the fifth largest economy for eight years. I mean, exactly. he had... It wasn't just Like, a, he had a training, right, yeah, to right. get to becoming president, and right. he was effective as a governor. So people got to see him in action. Right. Um, I, it's just, I don't know if in any other time a guy could have came from just, like, I'm just kind of a Hollywood entertainer Absolutely. type, yeah. and boom, I'm president, you know? If you had to pick one actor that could be president, who would it be? I got no idea, because they're actors. <laughs> <laughs> The ones I like are probably very good at their jobs, so I got no. Like, I don't know who. Who knows who you really like? I know who. They, I don't know who they really are. You know, I mean, I one of my that. favorite actors is Tom Cruise, but I wouldn't want him being president. Nah, man, we'd all be. So we'd all I be. I mean, that. I love Top Gun and yeah. and Oblivion, but yeah, I, I like in, him in that setting. Yeah. I don't know if he'd be a great president. I don't know about that Scientology. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, uh, so exactly. So I um I say this: they're great actors, and you know. They, okay. probably, they probably have me fooled as well. So uh, let's not we'll go there. All right. Well, I'm going to do this little lightning round with you. This is just quick questions okay. that you can answer for everyone that's getting to know you here. All right. Let me pull this up here. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Michael, ja- Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Jordan. Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Jordan. Good. Okay, just make sure we're at the table. <laughs> you know, part of it, too, is generational. I just grew up with Jordan. I'm sure my kids might say something different. They'll your say kid, LeBron. Your kids are wrong. I know they're wrong. Yeah. They're my kids. Of course they are. I'm right. But just the stats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, okay. Well, that question's crazy. I can't ask you that. Um, okay. Uh, ask it, man. No, this one is not. This is. Oh, I can even, choose not to answer it. You, <laughs> Come on, man. Doesn't even, we got to have fun. This one doesn't even make sense. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more. Do you you're, think, you're assuming I make sense. <laughs> Do you think there should be a ban on assault rifles? Do you think we should get rid of AR-15s? Like, a civilian shouldn't be able to buy them? No. You think they should be able to buy them? Yeah. Okay, why do you think that? I think they should be able to buy them, but maybe not in the way it's done now. Got it. So, so maybe there's, some, there's a there's there's a, a path, but maybe a, some some steps you need to take. I'll, I'll, and you know what? Thank you, because that alludes back to my prior thought. My my thought was, you know, my kids, uh, the two older ones that drive cars, I'm paying an absorbent amount. I just found out I'm paying thirteen thousand a year for car insurance. Yeah, you are because how old they're are they? under twenty six. That's right. So that's kind of my thought. Like if. The insurance industry, which analyzes risk, you know, right. through actuarial analysis, you right. know, scientific data, has has come to the conclusion that the brain of a human is not fully developed until mid twenties, right. and they're not responsible enough to be trusted not to have more accidents than you know, right. people our age, let's say. Then I just think it stands to reason that maybe we shouldn't be able to buy assault rifles and things like that prior to maybe yeah. 26. You just I mean, dropped that's, them. You that's just my dropped, point. That's yeah. why I don't think they should be necessarily yeah. banned. It's just that maybe we just got to deal with it. And you difference. just dropped some yeah. knowledge right there. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe they're, the insurance is higher. Maybe you're getting a gun, you're paying this insurance, and maybe it's Correct, just higher. Yeah. Like, who knows what it is? And part of it, too, like I've thought, I mean, I, it seems like they're getting a little bit more going back to that gun issue with, 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 I don't know, I've heard of this red flag stuff and all that, and I'm not well-versed enough to get into it. Sure. But... You know, I keep hearing about, especially the younger people, like the kid at Marjorie Stoneman. Oh, we all knew he had this gun in the house, and we had, or we had, you know, the assault rifles in, a, in the crazy. safe, but we didn't have them locked up. So again, I think if you had, um, you know, uh, more responsibility put on the parents, yeah, if the person's under a certain age, or the property owner, wherever they, they, so, and to your point about insurance, I mean, you could you could almost see a whole new industry, absolutely. Uh, like a you homeowner's want, insurance. You want this writer this that says, yeah, "Yeah, you know, we do it for a if, car." If you, yeah, exactly. If your kid or someone comes in your house and ends up committing a a, a mass, you know, yeah. crime with your weapons, insurance. Then this is your insurance. insurance yeah, so. a lot more people are going to die from that AR than the, that car accident. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, favorite city to live in. If you could live anywhere else besides it's here. It's funny. I love Fort Lauderdale. It's, okay. You know, it's grown on me. Okay. <laughs> so number two would be Sydney, Australia. But Really? But, yeah. But but I love it here. Wow. I, I, uh, yeah, I've come to embrace Sydney, Australia. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. But that's after the Powerball. I'm not going to go down there. Got it. Got over. it. <laughs> well, tell, tell everyone where they can connect with you on Facebook or on, uh, or on Instagram when, when you're on the weekends, of course. Um, I'm a dinosaur, so I'm not even on Instagram, unfortunately. There you um, go. We have a Facebook page Sounds for like my, my guy. firm. <laughs> Axial Family Advisors, A-X-I-A-L, the word family, the word advisors. Um, also, the website is axialfamilyadvisors.com. Boom. Dude, thank you so much awesome. for coming and hanging out. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, dude. Take care. 